Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Screen Talk is brought to you by Sharp Objects on HBO. Sharp Objects is based on the best-selling novel by Gillian Flynn. The story focuses on Camille Preaker, a journalist with a history of psychiatric issues who returns to her rural hometown to cover the apparent murders of two preteen girls. The limited series was hailed by critics as exquisite, hauntingly compelling, and a true masterpiece. It earned eight Emmy nominations, including Outstanding Limited Series. Visit hbo.com FYC for more on Sharp Objects. Welcome to the latest edition of Screen Talk Emmy Edition. I want to welcome Libby Hill, our fabulous awards TV editor, and commend her on a rather remarkable Michelle Williams interview that she ran this week. Thank you, Ann Thompson. Interesting to do it as a Q&A. You know, her, her thoughts were so well thought out. They were so... Uh, so detailed it felt wrong to sort of try and cut them down into just a a typical profile type piece so i wanted because i had i had the fortune of having extra time with her i wanted to to sort of try and translate that experience to our readers so it worked thank you it worked she was thank wonderful you. and yeah, fossey verdon really is wonderful i'm rooting for oh, her me too but me I, too. I also did another story on escape at Dannemora, and i'm rooting uh, for Patricia Arquette too. So what are we gonna do? It's a it's, it's a, a good tough category. Well, and rooting for Amy Adams Absolutely. too. Absolutely, like. she's amazing. Um, but we're into drama series this week. Um, there are. Uh, it's very odd. We we started off talking about limited series. In some ways, that category is more interesting than the usual dominant, important, most important category, drama. Absolutely. It's very strange to me because drama series is so lackluster this year and and not lackluster necessarily in the drama series nominees, but there it just seems wrong. It just doesn't it doesn't capture my interest because the interesting nominees there aren't going to win. I mean, they just aren't I mean, it's Game of Thrones or nothing. So that's, that's an interesting question because I see that you're right, but hasn't Succession picked up a little bit of steam? It has, but not enough. I I just think that the lack of support in the acting categories makes me think it's not as strong a contender as I would like it to be. I would love Succession to be a true challenger to Game of Thrones, but I just don't know... I don't know if that actually is true or if that's what I want to be true. It has picked up more buzz, if anything, since the nominations because the new season is is starting. Is that right? right? No, that's absolutely right. Uh, the second season is very strong. Um, it feels like a lot of people got caught up between the two seasons. Those who had passed on it or had sampled season one and and decided it wasn't for them and then heard all the buzz and, and went back and and reevaluated it. 
Um, there is that is that is my online buzz. That is about the show itself. I'm not sure what the Academy's feeling about Succession, and I feel like Succession wasn't a big push for HBO during award season. Game of Thrones is their game. Exactly. So. But I we mean, talked about this once before. Game of Thrones has so many negatives being thrown at it, uh, even though it was the most watched thing, the mm-hmm. most discussed thing, the most water cooler thing. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. But and, and I wasn't as down on it as a lot of other people were. Right, right. But it, and, and yet it, it, there's just no other conversation. It's not even possible. I, I really don't feel like it at this point because I don't think – anyone's fostering conversation out there. I know that Netflix would love for Ozark to upset Game of Thrones here. I just don't know if this is its time. And FX would love Pose to upset it. Absolutely. With all of its currency. Exactly. But Pose, you know, is another one that doesn't have the lower ballot support. Like, it got Billy Porter, and it got drama series. And that's all it got. And that's... um, that would be a great drama series winner. I don't see how that happens. But and I don't feel the love for Killing Eve's second season. Killing Eve is a catch-up nominee. Killing Eve, this nomination is for the first season, exactly not for the right. second season. Correct. And and the second season wasn't good enough to, to continue the support. So, um, but we love we love Bodyguard. But even Madden didn't get nominated. Exactly. Exactly. And he should have been the one. Exactly. So it's it's concerning. And what really, and I mean, I guess there's This Is Us, but yeah, that feels old news. Exactly. And Better Call Saul is 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 that great quality show that never has any momentum behind it. And I don't know if it's just because. Breaking Bad stole all its thunder beforehand that they don't feel like they need to award Better Call Saul or if it's just because it's a quieter show. Um, it doesn't capture the imagination of the Academy as much. But I'm looking at this lineup and I don't know. Well, we're starting at the top. We're starting with the whole shebang right. with, with series. So let's go back down and dig into some of the smaller... Uh, you know some of the other areas, oh, absolutely. so that we can see where the where the strength lies, and and then we get into this thing where you have sometimes multiple episodes and how that's going to. Oh out. yeah, we talked about that last time in the comedy race. So if we look at writing, though, that's mm-hmm. one each. Better call Saul. Yep. The episode winner. Mm-hmm. Bodyguard episode one. That's an amazing, it is amazing episode. It is. It's a great episode, and then and written by uh, showrunner Judd Mercurio. Um, that's a great episode of television. Game of Thrones, The Iron Throne, Benioff and Weiss for the finale. The Handmaid's Tale, Holly, is from season two of Handmaid's Tale. It's when June gives birth, right, alone in a house. And flashbacks to the birth of her first daughter. It's very moving. That was a great episode. It was maybe the best episode Handmaids has ever done. Um, But it was also a year ago, over a year ago that it aired. Um, I would love it. I would love it if Holly won. Uh, But I don't know. They liked it once. They liked it once. They liked it enough to remember it and nominate it here. Doesn't feel like it has the buzz, though. No. Killing Eve, nice and neat. 
I have no idea. And Succession, nobody is ever missing. Which is their fantastic season one finale, written by creator and showrunner Jesse Strong. Jesse Armstrong, excuse me. Right. So I would suggest in this situation, even though I think Bodyguard is extraordinary, and so is Handmaid's Tale, of the ones I've seen, Game of Thrones is the one. Here. Oh, I hope not. That's such a bad episode of the series. (laughs) Like, it just really is. Like, this is a series that for all of the great things about it, it should not be winning Emmys for writing. I'm I'm with you. Um, I'm just saying what's likely to happen. I know. Oh, God, no. And you're you're right. Um, I would rather see literally anything else in this category win. Does anything else have a chance of beating it? I mean, writing is, I think, a place where you, you know, wild things can happen. I think if they remember what episode of Handmaid's that is, it's possible. Um, I mean, it got into nominations. A lot of people watched that show. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to Bodyguard, which is a smaller show. Right. The thing about Handmaid's is season three, which it feels, which may feel like no one's talking about it, is, according to Hulu, the most watched season of the show thus far. Really? Yes. That is surprising. That's what they said at TCA. So it may be that everyone's still watching Handmaid's Tale. If that's true, and they love that episode... Yeah. And they don't like the finale of Game of Thrones. But, you know, I just feel this kind of herd mentality that occurs. This sort of, you know, large group of people just sort of picking the slot of the branded most famous thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that disturbs me that that's what's going on. It disturbs me, too. But when I look at these nominees and the number of Game of Thrones nominees in there, it's hard for me to believe that that isn't what happens to a certain extent. Um, But I don't know, I don't know. This is, all right, so what you're saying is that this is where, if there is some criticism of Game of Thrones, this this finale could not win writing as a result of it. That's if, what if I there would were, like to believe. If there were some backlash. Okay, let's see about directing then. Now in this situation, we have three episodes one of them the iron throne again benioff and weiss directed the last of the starks was david nutter and the long night was miguel sapochnik now i the long night is the one that got a lot of criticism because the vfx were muddy and and there was you know dragons lost in the haze and and all of that but it was a great episode it was an amazing uh, achievement i'm actually very upset about this submission for Sapochnik because while definitely the most effort went into The Long Night. It um, was as big as any big spectacle movie. I think that uh, the other episode that he did, um, the penultimate, I believe. The one with the dragon raising the town. Yes, exactly. The, The raising of King's Landing basically was far more beautiful it was well you could see it it, it was, was far beautiful. more moving it was um now they must have had a calculation there well, in terms of of which one to submit yeah but i would go with him i would go with the long night over the other two right yeah no i i i would go with sapochnik but if i was voting for the long night i would actually be voting for the bells 
<laughs> which is the name of that. But people don't know these things. I know. I know that. You but know also, more than they do. But also, I don't know if they know it and if they're going to look at that and say, oh, Benioff and Weiss, I know those names, and then just vote for the finale. finale. If, well, we'll learn a lot about the Academy exactly. if they do that. But on the other hand, those three episodes could knock each other out. It's very, it's possible. So what would, so there's Holly, um, no, wait. Yeah, yeah. there's Holly, Holly again. again. So do we think that has a chance? Is that a woman? Yeah, that is a woman. Dana Reed? Yeah, it's it's one of two women nominated in this category, along with Killing Eve's uh, Lisa Bruhlman for Desperate Times. Um I think Holly's a contender here. It was, it was beautifully a, it directed. It was another beautifully directed episode. That's the one where she's up on the landing and the balcony. Right, and there's with all the gun. The, the, and the, the parents come in yeah. and they're trying to get her. Yeah, yep. exactly, exactly. Um, very now, tense, very suspenseful. Something to keep in mind, and I don't, I don't know, again, like you said, I don't know if voters will know this, but Nutter and Sapochnik have both won Best Directing for a drama series for Game of Thrones already. Benioff and Weiss have not. Now, technically, that's because they're not as good of directors as Sapochnik and Nutter. And I don't, but I don't know if that will play into this at all. But yeah, I, I mean, this is a case where it's not, multiple nominations doesn't necessarily knock uh, something out of competition. All right. So my guess here is that the person who actually has the advantage in this category is Adam McKay, who's an Oscar yeah. guy. Yeah. You know, he's 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 somebody who's a movie person who, v- from Vice to the Big Short, mm-hmm. has been in the Oscar race. Um, what what about Celebration from Succession? That's a great episode. The pilot episode. Um, and I think there is a, a very strong argument for McKay to take that, uh, especially if Game of Thrones waters get muddied from um, people arguing about the last season of Game of Thrones. That was which, an amazing episode because it was all about introducing all the different characters exactly. and setting up the whole thing. Exactly, and, 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 and the sense of intrigue. But I will say this, for as much as I would like and it's possible for McKay to take this category, I would not count out Jason Bateman for directing Ozark because I think he's very well liked within the community. I was going to ask if his celebrity was an advantage for him. I do think it is. For him, I think it is. Um, and and the Academy clearly has some affection for Ozark. I don't know if it's going to get a chance to get accolades anywhere else although julia garner is a huge contender in her category which we'll talk about in a minute well they've been campaigning hard well yeah 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 yeah. netflix wants to defeat game of thrones where it can in these categories with ozark so this is another this is another category where it's unclear the magic is it beautifully Bale. directed eh. ozark gets a lot of criticism like the long night that you can't see what's going on Mm-mm-mm. Which to me is bad direction, but who can say for the Academy? All right. So we're going to move into the acting categories here. This is fun. Mm-hmm. This is good. Okay. So let's do drama lead actor. Uh, we've got um, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. Kit Harrington, his last shot for Game of Thrones. 
I don't think the timing was good on that piece that says that he felt envy. Oh, no. oh my God. Did you see that? No, he, I didn't. Aria got the big moment. Oh, my gosh. That's not great. Did I say her name right? Yes. Okay. Yes. No, you did. Sorry. You nailed it. Um, and then we have um, Jason Bateman himself mm -hmm. for Ozark. And then we have Billy Porter for Pose, Milo Ventimiglia. Mm -hmm. This is us and Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us. Okay, so do the This Is Us is knock each other out? Oh yeah, they're. I don't. I'm so mad <laughs> about this category. I am so mad about these acting categories not having any succession actors in there, and I don't understand how that happened when This Is Us is getting Milo Ventimiglia into this category. Uh, I don't understand, and if it isn't rectified this year, I'm going to be very upset. I'm going to say that there are a lot of people out there, like a lot of people rooting for Billy Porter. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, that would be such a moment. Oh, yeah, and it's a great way to honor Pose. It's, um, he's definitely doing something completely different than anyone else uh, on television and in this category, um, for real. I think Harrington is, is not a factor. Um, He's just not that good of an actor. Uh, I love him. He's great. He I said, do. seems like a nice guy. Didn't No, I think he was Jon Snow. He really was Jon Snow, and he carried it perfectly. He he did a great job. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to argue against that. I, I, I don't think he had all that much to do this time around, well, really. These weren't his best moments. Uh, you know, Jon Snow is a... It's He's right to be jealous. It's hard to <laughs> be... The straight, the straight guy. Man. That's exactly right. Um, which is why it's a little upsetting <laughs> that one of my favorite straight slash funny men, Bob Odenkirk, doesn't seem to be doing better in this category. It feels like a good opportunity for him to break through with Better Call Saul. Um, but again, I think the, the affection for Jason Bateman might make him more likely to win this category. Though I have to say, I do hope it's Billy Porter. Well, I'm going to vote for Billy Porter. All right, so then we have lead actress nominees. Why don't you run through these for us? This, this category makes me nuts because it feels like a category from... It, it just feels so not in touch with television right now. But the, the category is Amelia Clark for Game of Thrones, uh, Robin Wright for the final season of House of Cards, Viola Davis, again, for How to Get Away with Murder, which seems, I haven't heard anyone talk about How to Get Away with Murder. For two years. Yeah. Uh, Jodie Comer, yay, for Killing Eve, finally. Uh, Sandra Oh for Killing Eve. Laura Linney for Ozark, and Mandy Moore for This Is Us, which, okay. I remember, that's a popular show, you know? It's just one yeah. of those things. Yeah, it Network is. show they love. It it definitely is that. Um, now, as much as I love Amelia Clark, again, Daenerys didn't have that much to do in, no. in this season. And she really got the short and end of the stick. In like, the end. You know, they, they did not do right by Daenerys. Uh, I think she did as well as she could with the material. Um, but again, like you were saying for Kit Harrington, you know, it, you're... They're going to be as good as the material is. They are not going to be elevating this material. And if the material that they are given is not very good, then this is what we get. So we we write off Viola Davis and, uh, just because it's it's It just time. doesn't feel. Um, 
Jodie Comer's the new exciting one. Sandra O oh has been given some kudos in the past. Oh yeah, I think O's. Uh, I think O, and I'm I'm glancing at Gold Derby, and and they seem to agree. I think O is the best bet to win this category because she has won before. That's how they work. Yeah, it's a very familiar face in this category, full of familiar faces. It's just none of these things. If I if I'm going to borrow from Marie Kondo. Um, uh, joy. Uh, joy. None of these <laughs> nominees spark joy. So we're just going to throw the entire category away. And we're going to move Poor on Laura to next Lenny. year. Poor Laura uh, Lenny. Laura right. Lenny should have made better tour choices, oh. is what I'll say about that. Ooh. All right. Then we have supporting actor nominations. Um, Jonathan oh Banks for Better Call Saul. You're talking about familiar. Mm-hmm. Giancarlo Esposito for... For Better Call that Saul. That surprises me. Oh, yeah. He came... He... They... They're slowly getting closer to the the beginning of Breaking Bad. So more and more Breaking Bad characters are showing up because they had relationships with Saul Goodman. I'm glad Alfie Allen got in there and yeah. Nikolai Custer Waldo and Peter Dinklage. But they've got to knock each other out, right? Well... Or is Dinklage just the sort of default again? I think Dinklage is the default, uh, and honestly, I would prefer that to Jonathan Banks. Um, not that I don't. Wow, Jonathan Banks has never won an Emmy. He just gets nominated all the time. That's very interesting. I'd still give it to Dinklage because, for as much as I disliked that season of Game of Thrones, Dinklage gave a very layered and, and nuanced and incredible performance. Exactly. Actually. He was as good as he's ever been. Of of all the ones we've been discussing. He carried it. Right. And I think, I feel like, I feel like Dinklage is the guy. I think Chris Sullivan from This Is Us and and Michael Kelly from House of Cards are, are just not Michael non-factors. Kelly was great, but he was great two seasons ago. Right. Or it, even three seasons ago. Exactly. Back when um, House of Cards was still relevant. He's fabulous, but... Um, this is what happens. All right, then we have Drama Supporting Actress nominations for uh, Sophie Turner and Maisie Williams and Gwendolyn Christie and Lena Headey. Yes, yes, yes. Game and, of uh, Thrones took over the entire category. They did, and that is kind of upsetting. I mean, it's fine. It, uh, I, I, I'm Maybe your Julia Garner just wins this it's, from Ozark. Yeah, it's entirely possible. That's what Gold Derby's saying. Um, she is probably the best part of that show. Um, I this is another category where I would argue for Maisie Williams. Um, I because well, she is Aria. Right, she's Aria. She's had a great uh, series, and I think she did some good work. I, I liked the work she was doing this final season. Um, as much as it pains me, like I really want Lena Headey. To win an Emmy. She had nothing to do in that season. But this season, she had 23 minutes on screen. When they did all the timing of how much actual lines the women on Game of Thrones got, it was really small. And not new. That is kind of how they rolled for most of their seasons. And so the more we talk about it, the less happy I am about all of it. Let's wrap this up with an interesting observation here. We have just gone through. Right. Game of Thrones didn't do so well. It didn't. Not in the acting categories. What if you work from behind and you go through and you go, what are all the nominations that they might actually win? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not going to do so well on Emmy night. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not going to win. It's not going to be a Return of the King situation where it's just wins every single thing it's up for. Um, 
it's going to be the below the line that they're going to oh, win. Oh, yeah. The creative arts they're gonna is going to be the BFX return of the king. And all that's the production design and all that. They'll be this year's Westworld. And I can't even argue with that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's it. That's drama. Next week, we're doing uh, comedy actors and maybe some guest categories. We'll see how it shakes up. Is it our finale? It is our grand finale. This is such a weird timing for the award seasons. That the, the Emmys is like this elongated process with these very short voting blocks. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It, they um, They like to keep it moving right along, except when they don't. <laughs> All right, on that note, we will be back next week. Yes. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.